to be completely honest, that's the biggest thing that I lost. I didn't trust my, I had no confidence. And that's so terrible to like, I couldn't even say anymore that I wanted to be the best in the world. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the first daughter podcast. <laughs> it's really, I'm really nervous about this and I'm really excited. Me too. I actually just now when we're starting, we were like, who should start this? Who should start? Uh, this? I was like, how long ago is it that we actually talked about doing this? Mm-hmm. It's been a really long time and finally we're sitting down and actually doing our own podcast, which yeah. I'm really excited about. So this one might end up being a bit of a brain dump. It might mm-hmm. end up being a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but at least we're going. And that's always better. Like doing is better than perfect, whatever that saying oh, is. Absolutely. At least we're doing. We've done we've done multiple podcasts. I think you've been on a lot of podcasts and I've been on a lot of podcasts. But not me and you. But not me and you mm-hmm. together. And I've never let one or co-let one. Yeah, hosted one. Hosted yes. one. <laughs> so we're probably going to be getting a few like non-American words or non-English words in here. I tend to make up my own. Um, I've gotten better Which at I it, normally though. understand. Think, so we'll yeah. translate. So you'll translate for me. <laughs> no, I think um, we both, I think on the way here, I was like, oh my God, I want to talk about this and that and like I want to talk about competing I want to talk about mindset I want to talk about um just diet and I want to talk about nutrition supplements I want to talk about pregnancy I want to talk about postpartum depression I want to talk about anxiety I want to talk about our relationship Mm -hmm. uh and what we've learned from our like from the start I've learned so much from being your friend right back at you yeah, so I want to talk about all of this, but I don't think we can talk about all of this in the same <laughs> in uh, one hour. first episode. <laughs> um, but I think what we're going to start off with is just like talk about something that's actually kind of hard to talk about, uh, but very relevant right now, the past two years, mm-hmm. where we are right Let's now. Let's like, get right back into it. We're yeah. Right into it. Yeah. It's been really... It's been a really challenging couple of years for me. We've had very opposite years. Yours have been full of challenges too. You've overcome yes. so much. Yes. And you've stood on the podium. Whereas yes. mine's been, mine hasn't been as great ending, you know, not that it's ever an ending and it's a continuous of a journey, but I've had a very challenging two years. There's been a lot of changes. Um, yes. And I've honestly been in like a, I love talking and I love sharing, but I feel like the past two years I've very much not wanted to, not been in a space where I've wanting to. And maybe part of it is that I don't like sharing, not like that it's a negative, it just is, but if it's not all happy and positive and if I don't feel like I'm exuding joy Yes. Or motivation. I feel like I just want to like crawl into a shell and just I'll figure it out and then I'll show up again once I'm better. I know 100% what you're saying because I feel the same way. It's like I don't want to be sharing things that are going to bring people down. 
Mm-hmm. I want to, I want people that are following me, I want them to get motivated. I want them to get happy from, I, I want to have positive effects on their lives. But what I have found out is it's so important to also share the hard parts because that's something that we can all relate to mm-hmm. as well. Because it's not, hardly anyone has always good years I remember I've like you said like I've had some really difficult years as well mm-hmm. it, even in like these past couple of years they've just ended really yeah. well I've been yeah. very successful but I've had my share of hard years and I know how it is when you just don't want to share it because you don't know how to share it without feeling like you're just complaining yeah or making excuses mm-hmm. but and also when you don't maybe have the solution or you're still trying to figure yeah. things out, then you don't want to just like throw it out there. But We're that's one talk. of the one of the things that I've always loved so much about you is that you you always see a positive <laughs> note in things. It's like not that you're saying that things always happen for a reason, but you always seem to have a positive spin on it. And I've never seen you want to quit. I think, and I'd love to ask you this question. I, But for me, I've thought about this. I honestly think that my superpower is resilience. Yes. I will not. And I think it's something that I've defined myself as, is like, I don't quit. Like I will go down fighting and tumbling and giving everything that I have. It doesn't mean that I'm always going to win or that it's always going to end up well, but I won't quit. And when there's moments where I find myself that I'm not acting like myself or acting like that, it's like, nope, that's not who I am. So very quickly, if you have an answer, (laughs) what would your superpower be? Oh, my superpower. Hmm. Wow, I think that's a really hard one because I I think I I never quit. I never give up either. I think that would be my superpower too. Mm-hmm. Even though we maybe come to it a little bit differently. I think we're both really positive people. Um, but I think I get really hard on myself and I tend to doubt myself a lot. Well, what I've been learning from you is this believing in myself more. Mm-hmm trusting myself and my capabilities and that's that's one of the things that I think is also your superpower is just that so when me and Kat started training together just real quick um I was maybe doing a workout that was like deadlifts and box jumps and I'm like for those listening are my is the worst combination. Heavy deadlifts is one of the things that compared to my competitors, I am the worst at. And Annie is the strongest in the field. She would win this worldwide. Yeah, that's like my jam. And I still remember I had this workout across Reykjavik and then Kat comes over and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing deadlifts and box jumps as the first workout, 21-15-9 or something like that. And I'm like, there's no way she wants to join on this. And then she's like, all right, I'll join you. I'm like, what's the weight? <laughs> what? Because normally I did not like training with other girls. 
I did not like training with girls, uh, especially someone that might be able to beat me in something because I'm a very sore loser uh, when it comes to CrossFit. Um, and somehow I was used to training with boys. And when you train with boys, you can always have it like, I always want to beat them, but you can always have it like, ah, they're doing like a different ways. Uh, yeah. It's like... And not uh, you your can't direct compare. competitor. Exactly. And it's not your direct competitor. But cat, it didn't even matter if it was so far out of your wheelhouse, you would still be like, yeah, I'll join you. Can I join you on this? And I'm like, yeah, do you want to get buried? <laughs> <laughs> not longing to get buried, but also if you think about then, like how incredible it was for me to get to train with you. Yeah. Like, I when I started CrossFit, you were Annie Thor's daughter standing on top of the podium, and I still remember taking my first. So I started CrossFit because of you. I saw you in the CrossFit Games, and <laughs> I wanted to do that. And it's so crazy to think back. So I remember the first I was doing a foundation class, and you came in, and it's like, oh my god, that's Annie. And here we are, <laughs> best friends, and eleven years and a hundred more to go later. Yes. So it's so one of the things that I'm the most thankful for in my entire life is you and the journey that we get to go through together and this mutual respect and this support. And it is so hard to come by. But for some reason, I, in that example, I, you very likely were going to beat me in that workout, but you've always been able to show me what's possible. And I think that's what I saw. I didn't see that I got buried. I think I saw what was possible. And maybe it's a little bit of, call it, what's delusion? Is that word? <laughs> delusion? Call it. Delusional. Or, or call it like extreme belief in yourself. But when I see like. Your superpower. When, when I see you do that, I'm like, okay, that's possible. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to get there, but I can work there. And yeah. so you've shown me that in so many areas of like, whenever you beat me, I'm like, okay, like that's my standard. And I love having standards to strive for. And you've always given me these amazing standards because you hold yourself to an incredibly high standards across the board in everything that you do. So that's, I've always loved being pushed by you and being shown what's possible. And that's what you taught me is <laughs> not be afraid to do things that you're not good at. You also need to do those things. And you're... You're the first girl that I actually liked training with and made me better. I I finally saw the benefit of training with another girl that could push me in things. It's like, yes, I was so nervous when we are doing workouts that had high rep burpees or lighter thrusters. I still do like or... the workout the other day, like literally two days ago. I'm like, Annie, I'm so nervous about this Yes. Like, I still do. <laughs> Every time. It's like because you know it's going to hurt and because we both push. want to win every time. But that makes us better. Like we've made each other so much better. Not just as athletes, but also them, like not just physically, but also mentally. Like mm -hmm. the mindset, learning from each other's mindset, seeing how similar we are. Yeah. The difficulties that we go through how similar and different we are yeah. as well with some of the ways that we think about like going into a workout. I still think it's hilarious when we're talking about a workout and then I'm like, so how do you think you're going to bring it up? And Cass like, I'm just going to do it. I'm broken. I'm broken. And I'm like, 
what? And then I'm I say that I'm gonna break it up to like three times. Yeah, and then I always say exactly. Yeah. I always say that I'm gonna break it up more than I end up doing because I like doing better than I expect. So mm-hmm. I might like put expectations down a little bit, and then overperform rather in my mind. While you're, I learn from that though. It's like you sometimes just take a chance on it. It's like it's oh, you know maybe I can just do this if and broke it. At least I failed in training. Yes, exactly. That's where you need to learn to fail. So it's. That's been something that I've learned so much with uh, is how we can be so different with that. And that pushes me to want to try something different just out. Test and it out. You don't know if you don't know. Like, exactly. Just try it. And I think that's also a huge component of like us training together. And win or lose, we always learn. Yes. And I'd much rather learn in training. So let's just say it's it's a deadlift box jump and you're miles ahead of me. That's information for me of like, oh, my competitors are this much better than me at this workout. I and need I to work on this. And I need yeah. to work on this and vice versa. Like, let's take burpees and running. Like, I will beat you. And then it's like, oh, like your competitors will beat you in that. And it just shows you in training. And it's so valuable to have that. It is. Also, just if you th- if I think that I'm really good at running on burpees and then I come into a competition and all of a sudden my competition is going so much faster than me, like the slap in the face that would be and mentally just break you down mm-hmm. instead of now it's like, okay, this is something I need to work on. And then you also know, okay, some of these people might start faster than me. I might stand a chance of catching them later or like at least feel like you know a little bit more where you stand yeah. at. That was what I struggled with because I never trained with other girls then I came onto the competition floor and it was so foreign to me because mm-hmm. I was never next to someone else like that. Like you next to the other your girls. Bar- your barometer yeah. that you know. Exactly. So training with you and then stepping onto the floor, maybe even standing next to you, I can sometimes feel like, ah, oh, this is just, just like training. Like I know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Like this is my jam. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's tune back to last two years. Can it wasn't exactly what you wanted. Um, it was very far from what I wanted and from what I expected too. That's rough, mm-hmm. especially when you're competing. Just how was it? How was it competing at the games two years ago? So, 2020. Let's go all the way back. There was a really challenging year for me. I had a back injury. Yes. Um, I had a herniated disc at the start of the year um, and just unable to train. I, It's really crazy that I very much define myself as an athlete and then suddenly I can't even bend over to pick up a pillow off the floor. Like I can't move. It hurts to get into the car and like what am I if I – like what am I now? And like looking back, it was such a blessing because we are so much more than an athlete. And it really had me like take a deep look inside of myself and sit with myself for a little bit and work through that. Um, Also, just maybe learning not to take it for granted. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it could be over so soon. So really appreciating what I got to do. And then that was the year of COVID. So also 
like the gym was shut down. I did have a, the privilege that it was Ben and Heather's gym and I got to go in and train, but it was very much alone. Yeah. Um, getting into the summer, there was Tori came in and trained with me. So I had some um, that helped so much. And that's something that, again, like I never take that for granted, getting to train with somebody, especially when it's been tough. Yeah. Um, and then when the games, so if the games would have been in July that year, I would not have been ready. And I wanted so bad to compete and I knew that I wasn't ready because I hadn't, I really only started training in June. And then the games kept getting pushed and pushed and my endless belief in myself that it will be okay. <laughs> I really tried. I was, I just kept like, it kept getting pushed and I'm like, I, so I kept making a final push to like, maybe I'll be in shape. And like, again, if they would have been in August, I wouldn't have been ready. And then they kept getting pushed. So, and then they split it into like an online qualifier. I remember like, all right, like my body isn't, I did everything that I could. I tried, worked so hard. I know. And I, I knew that my body was not ready, but that's where I needed to trust my mind. And I needed to trust that I would compete with every ounce that I had. And it was six workouts. And again, if I was going to go down, I was going to go down fighting with everything that I had. And it was really cool because there were no other competitors. Everybody was doing it in their own gym. Yeah. So really every time it, I just dug and I dug and I dug and I had to question, can I go harder? Can I push more? And I ended up making the game. So then suddenly I have a nut, like my season was prolonged and I was just in a sense, I think it worked out for me because it was such a long season for everybody else. Yeah. But I had just gotten started. Like I wasn't ready when I was supposed to be. And then because it was very much a blessing for me. Um, well, everyone that... else were in this like loophole, like they were ready for July yes. and then they were ready for it's August. It's really and... hard to peak so often. Yes. Whereas I really was had only peaked for that one and was still coming up. So that ended up being a really good year for me and took second at the CrossFit Games after a really challenging year. Insane. I remember so many of our phone calls together uh, just asking about your back and you're like, yeah, I was doing some jerks today from the blocks. I'm pulling from the blocks today. Going to see a chiropractor is hard because of COVID. It's mm -hmm. like so yeah, many things but like that season was perfect for you so that ended up being really well then we come into the 21 season and that was full of challenges for me um i so overall for the past two years i i'm still processing it to be completely honest like i can't really put into words how I was feeling I think at the same time so this is what I think you're extremely good at I think you're very honest with yourself you're very honest you're very good at communicating what you're feeling yeah. and you tackle things I feel like you I've always said this that you have a very healthy soul and insight and communication and I admire <laughs> that so much about you and I don't do this on purpose. We've had this conversation. You, I know. I don't do this on purpose, but I very much don't admit when things aren't feeling right. I think I almost, I think it's a defense mechanism of like, like I am 
great, you know, like, and then I it's put like on the secret. that front. You're trying to convince yourself yes. that you're fine. And I really think I was just, because I, looking back, I don't think I realized this. I, I realize it now. I, I feel like I found my fire again. And I feel it in training. I feel like myself again. And it's really fun. And it's really fun to have that dig again. And it's only when it was back that I'm like, wow, I don't think it was there. And I wanted it so much to be there. And I think I was forcing it to be there. And it just wasn't. And then Yeah, I feel like we had those conversations. I didn't quite understand because so often you were like, I was like, how how are you doing? Like talking to Cad. And you would answer me like, oh, I'm finally feeling better. I finally feel like I got the drive again and things are going the right way. And I'm like, wait, last time we talked, you said you have finally found it, that you were good. And then the next time we would talk, he's like, oh, I finally feel good and ready to just work hard and dig deep. I'm like, wait, what has been going on in the past few weeks? And that's when we had that conversation when you came here where it was like, we... Are you at least telling your coach when you're not feeling good? Because then maybe something needs to be adjusted mm -hmm. because we can't just continue digging and digging, especially if the body is not doing good. Even your mind, like some things we can't just work through like that. Some things, yeah. sometimes we need to take a deload week, even when we don't want to take a deload week or talk to a sports psychiatrist. Like mm -hmm. I've learned that the hard way. We need to be able to yeah. talk and process things to get over them. I'm not saying we need to dig really far into the past. And sometimes I feel like we make a bigger deal out of things than we than need they to. Actually are. Yeah. yeah. But especially as an athlete, you need to find the trust in yourself. Yeah. And to be completely honest, that's the biggest thing that I lost. I didn't trust my – I had no confidence. And that's so terrible to, like – I couldn't even say anymore that I wanted to be the best in the world because I felt like it was so ridiculous. <laughs> that's not my cat. <laughs> I, I know. Like, how – and how sad is that for, yes. like, for what Like, we seriously, that gives me goosebumps. I'm like, God damn. Yeah. And I'm like, if I ever heard you say that or, like, anybody close to me, I'd be heartbroken. Yeah. But I thought it was so ridiculous that I, like, I couldn't even say that anymore. Like, I just thought I was so far out from that. And I, when I lost my confidence, I started doubting myself so much. And once I started doubting myself, then I can't trust myself. Yeah. And that's, we, that's so important. What with everything that we do, we need to trust that we know what to do today. We need to trust when we step on the floor, we need to trust that we know how to do this. We need to trust that whatever pace we're holding is the right for us. And I think also, I was just so lost in what, what I, sh this or that. And I, I honestly think I was claustrophobic is like the, I had so much fear yeah. and then it was fear of like, oh my God, like what if, I do poorly here. What are people going to think? Like, what about this? Like, what's going to happen? Like, am I, is it just going down from here? Like, oh, it's terror. It's very toxic. Yes. It's very, it's, yeah. Also, just like, how are you going to compete like that or even train properly like that? Because when CrossFit is hard, we dig deep and we suffer. And I've sometimes talked about this, like, 
I might be dying during a workout. And then I'm like, well, I think I could have gone 5% faster and I would have been dying just as much. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's gonna hurt at 85 and 90%. Yeah. It's gonna hurt. Similar is gonna hurt at 95%. Obviously, if you go 100, you might just like pass out. But you know, it's like going just a little bit faster might not hurt that much more. But when you have the fear of failing or doubt in yourself, you're not going to dare to push there. Yeah. And you're going to suffer just as much as if you would have pushed there, which means you're just going to be underperforming or not reaching your full potential. Yeah. And it's crazy to hear you say that. You couldn't say that you were going to try to be the fittest in the world or that you could win anymore because I I have these thoughts on, about myself, but I feel like every time I've been with you, it's like, of course we can beat Tia. Like, of course we can. And I know that too, but like, it's sometimes really hard when you think about Tia as like a perfect example for that, because she is the best CrossFitter. Yeah. And she's she, so well-rounded. She's, she's a scary competitor. She's because made it very hard to beat her. Yes. She's made it very hard mm -hmm. to beat her. And I still fully believe that she's beatable because everyone is beatable. Like another Tia can get, beat another Tia. Everybody gets beat at some point. Yes, exactly. Like she might quit before she gets beaten. But of course it's possible because she can do it. Someone else can yeah. potentially do it. And she's worked for that and earned yes. that. And if she can do it, there's no reason exactly. for anybody else not to be able However, to. it's extremely difficult because mm -hmm. she doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. And it's almost like she needs to make a mistake or... In her weaknesses, you need, like I said on another podcast once, you need others to do their shit and yeah. perform. And I think where she becomes or people become unbeatable is when we start believing that we can't beat them. Mm -hmm. Then it's not going to be possible. Yeah. But as long as we have the belief, there's no reason we're not going to reach it. Yeah. And that's funny. I... I was believing that we couldn't beat her. And then Kat's like, of course we can. I think we can. Like, we just need to work really, really hard. And then who knows? Like, the competition yeah. is not over until the competition is over. If we fill into these, these, these holes, we fill yeah. into these weaknesses, we keep our strengths. There's exactly. no reason that we can't. And that's the mindset that you need to have going into a competition. That I'm not saying you should have unrealistic goals and then be pissed at yourself or something if you don't reach them because you need to have realistic goals for yourself um but I'm personally not competing at the games to participate and I know that you're not competing at the games to participate we've done it there's nothing wrong with doing that but we've done that for multiple mm -hmm. years so right now either I stop competing or, you compete or I compete best. to win. Like, I'm always going to want to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's such like, I honestly look back and it's the worst thing that I lost was the confidence in myself. Yeah. So really interesting too was that I I just love at the start of every year, I 
love picking a word for the year. Like, what's my word for the year? Like, it's been joy. It's been peace. It's been, and this year I chose, I was like, the word that I chose for this year and the thing that was inside of, I, I wanted my fire. And I wrote that down. Me and Brooks did this, we did a little exercise and we chose our words and we wrote down intentions and in different areas of our life. And the overarching, my end goal was fire and I wanted to find my fire again I love that and it's the universe works in extremely incredible (laughs) insane ways because this isn't the way that I wanted to or expected to find my fire and we did have a really good year I'm I honestly do think I improved so much this year training in Iceland and training with you and training under Yami like I did improve and I think you I have a great foundation and I gave everything that I I made some mistakes at semis that yeah. was just I made some mistakes and that was the foundation of that mistake was not trusting myself and I think I was acting out of fear and desperation and a a workout that I was very nervous about um so that was my mistake and then last chance I gave it I came in so fit I was so ready I attacked I was really 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 proud of myself and our whole team after that and I just came up short and I didn't make the games and for some reason a I I think it was the greatest thing that could have happened to me and that's been like that before and I think so right now and it sucks that that's what seems to have to happen. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's it's what we work so hard for and at this point of our career, I don't take years for granted anymore. No. I really don't and this was a whole year that I didn't get to compete at the CrossFit Games. So from that, I think two things happened. I, It was very freeing for me. Like we were just talking about when you feel so restricted and you're acting out of fear, you make bad decisions. You're never going to fully fulfill your potential when you're acting out of fear. You need to re- you need to be willing to fail. You need to be ready to take the risk that things might not go as you want to be able to fill that potential. Yes, 100%. And I, di- I wasn't. I was so scared. And I think not – so A – career perspective this was the worst case scenario it's the the worst that could have the worst finish that could have happened and I'm still here I still get an opportunity to compete another year I still have the most incredible boyfriend who loves me in the entire universe the greatest family best friends support system and I still get to do this and I had it's like it's almost as if like the worst happened and you're fine. Yes. You and, survived then. And I feel like I I gained some freedom out of that. And the opposite side of that too is that it really made me take a deep dive and look into what am I doing? How hard am I willing to work? What am I going to do? And I'm honestly doing more than I can ever remember myself doing and taking a I don't even know, 360 different approach or is that the same way? Is it a 180? Like completely different approach with 
for example, the thing that's always held me back the most is my overall strength. Yeah. And it just takes so long to build. So didn't compete at the games. I'm taking all off-season competitions off, which is so hard for me because I love competing. I know. Oh my God, <laughs> I want to be so bad at Rome. But I'm not doing that because I'm giving myself the shot to actually get strong and, and taking the time to do that. So there are so many things that, and again, I can now say that I want to be the best again. And that's such an incredible <laughs> feeling that I can say that and believe that again with yes. the work that I'm doing and the trust that I have in it. And that's honestly, that's more than I can ever ask for. That doesn't guarantee any result. It doesn't. No. It doesn't even guarantee that I'm going to make it to the games. But at least I can like, I know in my whole core, I found my fire again. That's that's what I wanted at the start of the year. And it went such a different direction and journey that I ever could have expected or planned out or played or wanted. But sometimes the universe just knows a little bit better and it put me on this path. And I'm giving everything that I have. I don't take any years for granted. I don't take any competitions for granted. And giving it everything that I have. If I come up short, I want to be proud of what I did. If I come exactly. up short, I want to be able to look at myself and be like, you know what? At least I went down swinging. <laughs> I honestly think that's the most important thing that when you compete... You have the belief that you did everything that you could and now it's out of your control. Now you just have to perform and see what happens yeah. and enjoy it. And that's why I think for both of us, if we're not enjoying competing, we can quit. Yeah. Like that's that's going to be the bad years. And I'm not saying, obviously it's, it's easy to fun. enjoy yes. competing when you're doing great. But you can still be just proud when you walk off the floor. Like, not my best moments of the games are from winning events. It's from winning mentally yes. events. Like, yes. events that I've been afraid of and do good in. Like, at the games, postpartum, just um, the run event, the run and toast the bar. I walked away from that event. I don't even remember what place I got. But I was so proud of myself after that event. Like and that was a 15, win. But you won. I won. In my head, I won that event. Yeah. It's like those, I feel like those are the core moments. Yeah. It's really incredible to think back because it's kind of counterintuitive, but it's not like the wins that you remember the most because sometimes the wins are, they can be expected because you think, like, if you're in, you know, when a workout shows up that you can take a top three and you really have to fight for it. And they're in, likely in your wheelhouse. It's the workouts that are been terrifying that you've done so poorly in so many times so that yes. you actually have like a connection to like, this is where I normally do poorly. You have to overcome that. You have to overcome the workout. You put in so many hours, so many tears in the gym to that movement. And then you finally do well to your standard. And exactly. it might mean 15th out of the whole pack, but you come out thinking you won that one. Exactly. That's why I think it's kind of funny. Like, obviously you always want to, we want to win. We want to stand on top of the podium. We want to be able to call ourselves the fittest in the world. Like, I can see that smile on your face. Like, <laughs> hell yes. That's what we want. That's the dream. And 
I think it's important. Like I've gotten a little scared of myself when I do like to calm myself. Like all you can do is your best. Yes, it's good to use that to keep yourself calm. Like when I'm really nervous about a workout, then I'm like, all I can do is my best. I can't expect anything else. Don't think about where the other girls are. Just do what you can do to stay calm. However, you all you can do is your best, but then make sure that it is actually your best. And then you can compete. And then you compete. Like, yes, I'm going to be looking at the other girls. If we're getting close to the finish line or someone is like, I'm standing by the bar. Maybe I can do a little bit better if I pick up the bar now instead of just like, no, no, all I can do is my best and relax. Like you need to find that like middle ground on calming yeah. yourself down and then actually pushing. Mm -hmm. And yes, I also say I'm going to be proud of whatever placing I get as long as I feel like I did my absolute best because it's out of my control where any of the other girls are. Same for you, but I'm still going to be happier Yeah. if I end up on top of the podium. It doesn't mean that I'm not <laughs> striving to win. Like... There's it means that I can't put that on myself that I'm not successful if I don't win. However, I'm always going to strive yeah. for that. There is always a disappointment with not being the best, wherever yes. that placement is. There's always a, oh, like, because we want to. We always want to. And that's just the competitor in us. So there's always, the, oh, but that feeling, you can either then be like, but. I'm really proud of what I did. Or you can be like, oh, like there's a disappointment to it and you didn't do what you could. Exactly. That hurts. That hurts. That that's hurts the and you can't move on worse. from that. Yes, exactly. And that sticks with us for a long time. Yes. And I think actually it would be interesting. I think I know that you're the same way as me with this. But if that happens that we have a poor finish and we didn't do our best it sticks with us not for the day the competition is sticks with us for the rest for the next season for yes. the next seasons yeah it can stick for a very long time those really hurt so they they can serve as motivation <laughs> some of those i think will last until you're done competing yeah yeah definitely there are some that I've just been that costly. I don't think I will ever forget the Rock Run event 2019 um, when I got caught at the games. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can talk about, I, I can definitely make reasoning that there should not have been cuts at that point during the games. I think, I so think it was not well was programmed for those cuts. Um, it was not well balanced if you were gonna make the cuts at that point uh, and definitely done too early. But I also believe that I was plenty fit enough to not have been caught at that stage. Even so, yeah. Even with it being like that. Also, I was not cut because of the sprint event. That was the final event to get cut. I was cut because of that rock run event. Yeah. Because that's the event that I am disappointed in myself in. And I'll still be disappointed with what I did in that event because I started walking in that event. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking... It's okay. Just one more girl. It's okay. Just one more girl that's passing me. That's it's points. okay. You know that's what? Points. That one more girl that passed me cost me top 10 of the games and potential podium position. Yeah. Like, I did not get to play because of that. 
because I was afraid that I was going to overheat because I was afraid that things were getting too difficult. You know what? I think I'd rather overheat than, than actually yeah. be kind. Like, yeah. no, considering the toll not, that took yes, on my body. 2015. Yes, I will not go to that stage again. I I'll rather take last place in an event than that. However, within reason. Yes. Overheat within reason. <laughs> overheat within reason. I was not going to overheat in that event. That was just my hat playing with me. Yeah. So I think I'll never forget it. But at the same time, what that event will give me is I will never walk again in a workout. Mm-hmm. Like, You'll I will never, not do that. Stop again because of how much that hurt. Yes. That Absolutely. So those. There are certain moments in your career that yeah. I think will stay with Very you. Defining. That I don't think people that are watching you, even your biggest fans, are maybe going to realize are your defining moments. Yeah. Because that's you learn from your losses even more than you learn from your wins, I think. Yeah. They give you a lot. Yeah. It hurts a lot. But <laughs> yes. they do give you a lot. Yeah. I, If you process them. If you process them and use it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very true. And I think they give you things that you otherwise could not have gotten. Yes. I agree. You can't learn from that experience mm-hmm. if you don't get to experience it. That's why I I would have wished you wouldn't have had to go through not qualifying for the games yeah. this year. Because you were, you were better than that. You were fitter than that. And I agree with you 100%. It was... You make a mistake, you know, yeah. and you wouldn't time, want to learn from it that way. Yeah. But at least then make a decision that you're going to learn something from it. Yeah. Take take whatever you can out of that shitty experience and use it for something. Yeah. So there have been a lot of changes and changes are uncomfortable and changes are hard and <laughs> changes are growth. Yes. Changes are discomfort. And I think discomfort can create growth. Yes. So we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what comes out of this. Good things, I think. I think so too. Even though I wish you were still in Iceland, yeah. I miss you so much. I know. I do too. Whenever we're together and we just get this time, it's yes. just so good for the soul. It's so good. We're just meant to be together any. Anyway. Yes, we are. <gasps> it's crazy. I found my soulmate. I know. And I believe Frederick, can, I love you. Yeah, and Burks. But... <laughs> I was just about to say, we have our soulmates. Yeah. But I believe you can have more than one soulmate. I think so too. And it's so crazy because I think, I actually think it's crazy that we found each other. It's so like that we both are going through such a similar journey. And we have this, this is actually, I was thinking about this, it's probably a couple months ago. That we have the same goal for most of our career. Yes. We both want to be the best in the world. And we show up to the gym with the same. It's kind of a crazy goal. When you say that you want to be best in the world, you're saying that you want to be better than everybody else in the world. Like everybody exactly. else. Exactly. Yeah. And like both of us want <laughs> to do that. And both of us are willing to go to push ourselves to the limits every single day. And the fact that you, we don't, this humans in general, we pick our people that we like being with. I think that's so funny too. 
we really like each other. We really like pushing each other, supporting each other, even the fact that we're each other's, one of each other's biggest competitors. And I still, I want so bad for you to do well. Like, I like beating you. I really (laughs) do. But I'm also so happy when you do well because I need you to do well so that you can push me and vice versa. I need to do well so that I can push you. And if it's not me, I want it to be you. And there's nobody that I'm happier for than if it's you. And that's so like... It's very hard to have and it's very hard to come by. And for some reason, we were born one town apart and went through a very yeah. similar journey. We, You're four years older. So when we were young, we didn't end up having – we had the same coach just at different times, same gymnastics coach. Yes. We, like it's very – Our journeys have been very similar yes. in so many ways. So we have so much understanding, so much respect, so much support. And the fact that we have it in each other, I – That's one of the things, and I said this at the start, and I'll say it again, that I'm just the most thankful for in my entire life. I agree. And I, it's, it always seems crazy when I talk about this. And that's something that I've talked about in so many podcasts is our relationship. Because like, how can you really want your direct competitor to do good? And I'm like, I don't know, like maybe it is something just crazy in you, but obviously we've established this relationship you're like my sister yeah and obviously I want to win but like you said there's no one else I'd rather have next to me in second place you know (laughs) (laughs) Um, but if I'm not gonna win I want you to win because you are my best friend and also just this might seem just a little bit crazy, but I don't think anyone can understand to the same level mm-hmm. what we are going through. Like, yes, I talk to my mom. I have, like, my mom's one of my best friends. Like, we talk about everything. Frederick, obviously, has so much understanding of everything I do. He's been by my side for the past, I don't even know how many years now, 11 years. Like, at the CrossFit Games, right next to me, also competing. So he understands. Yeah. But having you also just to talk about not just trainings, but feelings and emotions and struggles and highs and lows and the understanding that we can have for each other going through injuries or whatever it might be, it's... I think it's almost impossible to find someone else yeah. that can relate to that level. It feels like, like a one in a million. Yes. Like, what were the chances? So that's something that I would I never take for granted or give up. And that's why you're never getting away. <laughs> we talked about it when we, when we get, when we are old, 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 old and gray and can't compete in CrossFit anymore after all the master's categories are done. We're going to be living like right next Next to to each each other. other. Our grandkids are going to be running on the lawns out in front. (laughs) Grandkids, great grandkids. And then we're going to have this gym together where Frederick and Brooks can do their bodybuilding and me and Kat can do our squats and biking and biking. And (laughs) so that's it. Like, honestly, that's also what made the decision for me. Like, I know 
I would love to be training with you every single day. Like that I get to walk in the gym and we get to do this together. It doesn't scare me as much because I know that's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Like I know we're going to have gray hair and we're going to have our grandkids together and they're going to be running all around and be best friends too. And we're going to be teaching them to do burpees. And <laughs> yes. And then while you were talking, there were two things. So I was just processing this real time also thinking like why our relationship is the way that it is. Like it's not normal to want so much for your competitor. No. And like very or unique and like two things I think one of it is that I see how hard you've worked ever since I started CrossFit I've always seen the work that you put in and when you see somebody put in that work and I see that you're always pushing your limits and I see how hard you push yourself until you cry in intervals you push yourself until every your lungs are burning on your muscles or feel like they're bleeding and it's you push yourself so incredibly hard no matter the day and I think just seeing the work that you put in I want so much for you because I know what you have put in and I feel like you deserve it so much that's a very good point and yeah. we and I get to see you do that every day and then the other part too is just I honestly feel like I owe you so much I feel like you've given me so much and so much of the reason of what I've been able to accomplish has been because of you. And you very much paved the way so much. For, like I always had you to look up to. <laughs> I came into and I've gotten to do this with you, but you very much paved the way. You were already the best in the world. The first time that I'd heard of you through a mutual friend, um, you were the girl at Zoom boot camp and pole vaulting and trying this CrossFit <laughs> thing. Um, but the first time, like, I saw you winning the CrossFit games, I was like, whoa, that's what I want to do. Hey, so, you're so amazing, Kat. But I think it's the same for me. Like, honestly, you, I probably wouldn't be competing anymore if it wasn't for Frederick <laughs> and you like you've made it fun and like what you've given me as well learning from you and your mindset okay learning from you and your mindset and then like just an example my year after having Freya like, I don't think I would have competed at the games if it wasn't for you. And I don't think I would have made it through the games if it wasn't for you that year. Like, that was a rough year. <laughs> and with your incredible belief, it gave me belief as well. So I think that's that's why I can't explain why... I want you to do so great and us to be there together. You know, it is, it's impossible mm -hmm. to actually put it into words. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. agree more. And I think like a circling right back to what we started with too, of like actually talking about challenges is that that was a very like 
I think very few people can understand, but we can very much imagine what a challenge it was to have Freya, your first child, in August and then next August be competing at the CrossFit Games and you podiumed. And yeah. I think everybody, you were very good at sharing your journey and people love following your journey because of who you are and they saw those struggles. And I, I know that not everybody got the behind the scenes struggles, but knowing what it took for you to get back to the CrossFit Games and when you were doing the snatch ladder, like not surpassing, not only surpassing everybody else's expectations, but your own. <laughs> I'll never forget your face when you was like, it landed on like above your head and you're like, oh, like, oh, it's like, still there. It's wait, still I there. just need to spin it up and I have it. But that the whole thing was just magnified because of the struggles yes. your third place was I don't even know how much you can say lifted and magnified because of what you had been through and gone through and overcome and it was because of the challenges that the triumph was so much greater yes 100% because like I said, 10 days out of the games, I still didn't even think I was going to compete at the games. Yeah, I remember that. <gasps> I remember our phone call. Yes. <laughs> Forever grateful for you. I'm so glad you came. Damn. So on these podcasts, we're just going to be talking about how grateful we are for yeah, each how other. how much we love each other. Yes. <laughs> I love you and you love me and we'll be happy after our podcast. Yes. But... It is time for me to leave. I had a hard leave two minutes ago because I am taking a flight. Cat's leaving me. I know. And going we don't to the like airport. Goodbyes. It's a very typical us. I came 20 minutes late for the podcast because of being very <laughs> yeah. time optimistic. Uh, I was like finishing up my training. And I'm like, oh, I'll be able to do my heat training too. And then I'm like, and shower. Nope. I'm we're late. Getting late. <laughs> um, usually I'm not the latest one, but I'll take it. That's take the blame true. this time. And then Kat has a heart pass because she needs to go to the airport. This was so fun though. And so I'm fun. really excited. We have a lot of things that we want to talk about. We have a long yes. laundry list of things and we're going to find to schedule and we're going to record whether you're here and I'm in Idaho or wherever we are when I'm back here we'll do it right here but Absolutely. I'm really excited about there's so many things and we've talked about this for so many years that like and again like I'm biased because this is our conversation but I love the conversations that we have yes and they're so real yes and I feel like I learn something every time it gives me something to think about and something to process yeah. just being able to talk about these things and I love that we're able to challenge each other with we're able I love this about our relationship is that it's very honest we can be very honest with each other and I think that it takes a level of trust and respect because I know that we always have each other's best interests at heart so we can yes. be very raw and it's not always things that we want to hear. And then great conversations come out of it. We talk about whatever we were thinking about during the workout or upcoming or this and that. And so many times we've thought about, like, we should have a podcast. And years we've been talking about that. We so, have. And I've been thinking so much lately. It's just like, if I just had the knowledge I have now and could give it to any, like... 10 years yes. ago or seven years ago, four years ago, whatever it is. I'm like, 
that I'm not saying I'm the wisest one, but I feel like with every year you get new struggles, new experiences, competing, especially you just learn so much so when you're much. pushing yourself like that. And, uh, not just like physically, like you learn nothing physically at the at the games or at the top level, but you learn so many things mentally, about how to yourself. tackle things, something about yourself. And that's something that I feel like I want to be able to give back. Yes. I've I've gained a lot from people around me and learned so much. I would love to be able to give that to others that might struggle with similar and things. sooner. Yeah. yeah. Sooner. Not always have to walk through the same mistakes or the same struggles. We can learn from others. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very much. And I feel like stories move the world. And I love hearing other people's stories. And I... I love that we now have a platform to share ours. Me too. Cheers. Cheers. Skull. Skull. Like we say in good Icelandic. (laughs)